Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 11th chapter. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. Jesus said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us, and do not bring us to the time of trial. And Jesus said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything, because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he asks. So I, so I say to you, Ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Gospel of Christ. Grace and peace to you, dear friends, from God and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. I distinctly remember the first time I heard someone refer to God as someone other than Father. I was a freshman in college, worshiping at King Avenue United Methodist Church in Columbus, Ohio about two blocks away from the Ohio State University campus, Percy. I had the pleasure of singing with King Avenue's amazing chancel choir. My first Sunday worshiping there was a delight for the senses, literally. The congregation was full of life. The pastors were dynamic and engaging, and the music was absolutely out of this world. When it came time to pray together the prayer our Savior taught us, I was ready to join the routine I had known since I was a child. As I began to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, two persons behind me in the choir began to pray, Our Mother who art in heaven. I'm embarrassed to say that I actually turned around with an astonished look on my face. I'm equally as embarrassed to say that I was the only person 
who seemed shocked by their address of God as mother. At that time, my view of God was so small that I could not imagine God as anything other than a far-off father with a stern look on his face. I couldn't imagine a relationship with a loving and nurturing God who could also be referred to as mother or loving parent. I'm convinced now that you can tell a lot about a person by how they address God, by how they begin their words of prayer. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not advocating that we change the words of a centuries-old prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, to Our Mother who art in heaven. That's a little odd. What I'm advocating for is an expanded view of our Creator God and a closer relationship with God through prayer. This week I've been pondering this question. Would the words of our prayers change if we addressed God in a new way? What if we addressed God as creating God, healing God, or loving God? Would our relationship with God change if we began our prayers by saying, God of all, God of grace, or God of every time and space? I don't know. Maybe it would. Maybe it wouldn't. But there's one thing that will never change, and that is the character of God. No matter how we address God, No matter what formula we use, God will always listen as a loving parent listens to their children. In our gospel reading today, we have a question from an unnamed disciple, and then we have a parable of Jesus. The unnamed disciple asked Jesus to teach him to pray as John taught his disciples to pray. Jesus then taught him a prayer we now know as the Lord's Prayer, for it's the prayer our Lord and Savior Jesus taught us. Then, just after this, Jesus tells him a parable about two friends. The parable seems a bit strange for our day and age. I don't know anyone who has asked a friend for a baking ingredient lately, except for Dorothy, who asked Shirley for an egg a couple of weeks ago. True story. Anyway, I'm not sure the parable is so much about what is asked for as the relationship between the two people. Friends listen and friends help each other, even in the middle of the night. Friends even teach one another how to pray, which is what our friend Jesus has taught us to do. And then our gospel reading ends with some strange words of Jesus about fish, snakes, eggs, and scorpions. Then Jesus asks a question which gets right to the heart of prayer and the character of God. And Jesus says, If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. 
Why is it so difficult for us to pray? If even us sinners give good gifts to our children, who ask, then surely good gifts come from God. The first petition of the Lord's Prayer is the one where we address God directly. The one where we say, Our Father in Heaven. Our friend Jesus reminds us that God is a loving parent who, if we ask for a fish, will not give us a snake, but a banquet. Our friend Jesus reminds us that God is a loving parent who, if we ask for an egg, will not give us a scorpion, but again, a feast. God, our loving parent, is truly good to us. God's beloved children. Friends, there is no key to prayer. It doesn't matter how you address God or if you get the formula correct. It doesn't matter what you've done or haven't done today, this week, this month, this year, or your entire life up, to, up until now. There is no key to prayer. There is nothing you can say or do to make God listen more intently to your pleading or to respond more lovingly to your thanksgiving and gratitude. God, our heavenly parent, will listen and respond to you anyway, for you are loved unconditionally. God, our heavenly parent, will not shame you for pleading or being persistent, for God is shameless and persistent in loving each and every single one of you. God has called you and named you beloved children. We may ask anything with complete confidence and full assurance of faith simply because of what we have been named and claimed. Children of a loving God. Amen.